Sip and Listen, the podcast meant to inspire, challenge, and empower collaboration while taking actions that matter. With your host, beauty maker Christina Wirtz, recruiting genius Jennifer Rojas, and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane. Hello, thanks for calling Next Level, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. We help you with personal and business loans, credit enhancement, investments, insurance, and so much more, so you don't have to keep chasing your financial tail all the time. Uh, hey, Susan, your number came up, and I think it's your cat and dog again. Tell them to stop calling and go online to nlbcgroup.com. That's nlbcgroup.com. And why is it so warm in here? That's Next Level Business Concepts Group, Susanna, where we invest in people and fund their dreams. Oh, my. Hey, hey, good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, good morning. We're chasing cats and dogs around here. (laughs) My favorite. (laughs) So it's fun when we have more than like the regular crew. We actually have a, a fun time on the show kind of putting it together, don't you think? I do. I was shuffling a little bit this morning. That's all right. Hustling's good. I'll get your blood going. I like how you call it hustling. (laughs) That's what it is, right? And then I think we have someone actually calling in, and then someone's too far to be calling in, I guess. So Jimmy's out of the country. Nice. Remember? Yeah, of of course. Where where is he? Cancun. Cancun. (laughs) Was it second honeymoon, first honeymoon? We should have done fifth, the show. We should have done the show from there. Fifth honeymoon. Everything's yeah. on five. Here. Somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah. Next levels. To the same woman, right? Yeah. That they do every five years. They do a trip. Mostly. Oh, that's so nice. We make up stuff. And we've got Robert on the phone. Is he on there? Robert. Hello. Yes, I am here. What? Ooh, big Rob. The Buddha's here. Ah, <laughs> uh, so I got to meet. I, well, meet Robert at Fox, which we're actually doing a happy hour on Friday after their new show, which we'll be talking Yay. about. Um, mm-hmm. But Robert, to me, was definitely the Buddha. Like, he kept everything so calm. And he talks about crypto. <laughs> so it's, like, mysterious <laughs> like and calm. Those, I like how those are, like, I'm not, I've never thought Buddha and crypto, ever. But that's cool. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and the insurance <laughs> side. So he's got your back, he's <laughs> got the mysterious <laughs> side, and he's all calm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Did I get it? Most yeah, you got it. How you been? You go. <laughs> That's funny. Are you How's doing well doing? over there? Yes. You know what? I'm doing fantastic. Of course, it's nice and sunny here in San Diego and loving life. Mm-hmm. Loving life. Nice. So when are you coming back? Um, you know, I, I should be there. I'm guesstimating probably within the next two weeks or so. Oh, wow. I'm trying to wrap up a couple things here, and then I'm going to come out. And meet with my next level partners, of course, and get things rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. So this is your first time on the show, but you were actually out of, you were in California at, this, at the time we did the shows prior, but I don't know why you weren't on the calls. Well, um, you know what? I, I was tied up doing a couple things uh, and, you know, of course. The crypto. Sergio you were doing John, the crypto stuff. Jimmy Buddha. Buddha. Yes. Or, or, yes. I was going to say, or is Buddha. He was, yes. he was zenning out somewhere. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you do, because I think you've got the, the mysterious job. Okay, sure. Well, from the insurance side, my passion is helping people and helping business owners. Um, a lot of people, they shortchange the actual importance of insurance. 
And one of the saddest things that I have ever seen was when that unfortunate time comes, which, of course, it's going to happen for everyone, and a family hasn't taken care of their responsibility, um, either from a personal side or from a business side. And the saddest part is that the family is already grieving because they've lost a loved one. Now, you definitely do not want to sprinkle the unfortunate situation of no wages, no money, and how can I take care of my spouse and children? Or from a business standpoint, how can this business go on when that key person isn't there anymore to handle his or her side of the business? So insurance from a business standpoint and from a personal standpoint is so important to me. And that is my passion. And that is what I am definitely doing with the company. So that is one of the major things. Now, from the crypto side, that's a huge um, untapped market, basically. Um, as a lot of people should know, the market has gone up probably close to what uh, three or four hundred dollars. So, from the crypto side, it's virtual money that turns into real money. And people that do not understand the crypto world, they snub their nose at it. But the big whalers, the Wall Street guys, the people that are in the know, they are eleven times like this. So, of course, we at Next Level, what we are doing, we are trying to educate and empower the common folk or the person that would like to enter that arena. So that's why we definitely have that part of our company that is going to take a person from not knowing and graduate them to the point to where now they can get involved and they can play in the crypto arena. So now I have a so couple. Are... Oh, so go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm done. Because <laughs> I have questions. Because like, crypto does, it is interesting to me. and I don't necessarily have a lot of information about it. Because um, as I understand it, so one thing is the security around it, so that the ability to really be able to secure transactions and, and protect okay. people's money and, 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 you know, track it, which is something I know. Yes. And then the other thing is, you know, it seemed like there were a few people, so as you talked about, like the whales, there are a few people that have a lot of money in it, but it's not very well diversified. So right now, you're, that's part of the reason you see these big swings in valuation is because a few people can really impact a market in a way that we haven't seen in a very long time. Is that at all? Is any of that true? <laughs> no, you know, that is exactly true. Oh. It just so <laughs> happened a big whale just injected into the market over $16 billion yesterday. That is why the market has swung close to a three to four hundred dollar jump in Bitcoin. And that is why all of the profits are there. So it, it's huge. And the people with millions upon millions of dollars and even billions of dollars, they understand the market very well. They understand Wall Street well. They understand speculations well. And sometimes people follow trends. And this is what is happening now. And we are definitely going to see a lot more wells, shall we call them, interject millions and billions of dollars into the option market. So basically, 
the bottom line is who will be ready for that next swing? That is the million dollar question. So how do you see it becoming like a place where people, so a place where people, um, the average investor can actually, you know, feel confident stepping into the market. I, I think, you know, I kind of equate it to like um, maybe a little bit like mutual funds, right? There was a point in time where average people didn't, couldn't necessarily get into blue chip stocks because of the cost and how much you needed to, yes. whereas mutual funds made it, Excuse me, I have a tickle in my throat. Mutual funds made it a little bit easier, right? You could you could come into a portfolio, right. a much it was a much lower cost point. So how do you how do you see crypto going like that? Because it it does seem like right now it it's really cool and everyone wants to be in it because it seems cool and the upside's so great. But it just still feels like when does that become a normal part of people's portfolios or four hundred one ks or that kind of thing on a on a much more mainstream scale? Well, from that standpoint, it is basically happening right now because what they're doing, they are offering fractional shares. Mm. So for a prime example, let's say that Bitcoin right now is valued at $4,600 per Bitcoin, for example. Now, the average person couldn't get in right now because they don't have $4,600 just lying around. For one share. But, <laughs> for one but share. They, right. <laughs> right. But they can participate in fractional shares, which means that they can pay, what, say close to $30, $40, or even $50 to buy a fractional share of a Bitcoin. And then from there, they can take advantage of compounding interest, mm -hmm. and, they, and they can take advantage of the market. Now, as the market jumps and increases, that fractional share will eventually turn into half a Bitcoin, and if it keeps going, three quarters of a Bitcoin, and then eventually it can turn into an actual Bitcoin. Now, of course, if a person wants to pull out and take advantage of a short-term gain, that means that they're selling the Bitcoin, but for the investor that wants to look at this from a mid to long-term investment, they are going to keep it in the system. They're going to keep compounding and compounding. And that is how the smaller investor can get into the market. They can stay into the market. And eventually, with discipline and guidance, they can turn into an investor that has a nice-sized portfolio of cryptocurrency and or Bitcoin. So we've got we've got people uh, cheering you on here. Uh, so, oh. so, yeah. yeah, that'd be us, Rob. Bobby's, Bobby's uh, got, got his fist up. He's uh, I think I think in a in a celebr uh, celebratory way. How'd you know that so, was Bobby? Well, because I know. Because I'm good. I'm good. I do my research, I'm like, whoa, sister. whoa, whoa. We haven't even met Bobby yet. I do my research. Are you serious? Um, You've been looking so at pictures? Bobby and I look a lot alike, but, That's you know. true. <laughs> well, the, the and hats, it's the, the marketing creative the world over there. The threw me off there, the both of you having hats. I'm like, mm. oh, wait a sec. So how does this so transition, how does this fit into the, like, I mean, you guys just seem to keep kind of adding on to the kinds of things you can do for businesses and for individuals. So how does that all play yeah. into the, the strategy? Yeah, uh, well, yeah, that's a, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Go ahead, Jeff. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, actually, uh, when you look at the company overall, it, it sounds like we add things, but we've already had the structure in place that we planned on uh, growing and have uh, started to. We've started to uh, actually put everything in place. So we knew that insurance and crypto was going to be a big part of what we do. 
Um, and that was already a go. What we've done is focused on in our merger, putting the loan portion together along with the credit portion and working with the, um, the different industries like the automobile industry, the mortgage lending industry, knowing that those were areas we could go tackle pretty quick, get into a local market and then expand ourselves into other states. As we did that, we knew that um, we were going to go into the insurance next and then into crypto. Well, Rob's been instrumental in bringing those two to the table. Mm -hmm. So now we're at that point where we're starting to feel the market requirements for what we're doing with affiliates and with customers uh, to bring that alive. So that's just kind of where we're at at this point. Nice. Yeah. Well, and since Bobby hasn't been on the show, John, yeah. can you introduce him? I absolutely can. So I've, got, I've had the pleasure <laughs> of introducing almost everybody that's come on the show. Uh, yeah, this is Bobby Lucero. This is actually the voice of Next Level. Uh, this is the face of Next Level. If you could see it, it's as beautiful as his voice. Bobby's a Aww, good man. That is so sweet. <laughs> I know. I love Bobby. Bobby's awesome. So, Bobby, I'll let you tell a little bit about yourself. All and what right. department, too? Yeah. What department? So, what we do is uh, we, we started off originally in the marketing and sales department. And then eventually I got the opportunity to move over after talking with Elisa and seeing the the direction that we're actually going to take next level we want to we're going to take this in a in a level where it, it's going to stratify you know one of the things that john talks about uh is is all our facets of our company we're actually bringing together what we do is we look at the marketplace and we that's what dictates what we do that's what dictates what we bring to the marketplace um i i very simply uh i'm, I'm the guy that goes in and, and talks to you know small and medium-sized companies uh, and we, uh, you know, we assist them in every facet that we can. We actually, you know, we talk about next leveling all the time. It sounds like a cliche. It sounds like something that we just talk about, but literally if we can actually take a company that is in the infant stages of, uh, has an idea or, or just starting out, we can take them and grow them and see them five years from now, you know, getting them funding, ensuring them in the right way, putting them in a position to go ahead and, and fund their dreams, essentially. So that's essentially what we talk about all the time is we invest in people and fund their dreams. So when you guys talk about um, getting people funding, I'm just curious, are you looking, do you look at any point doing angel, fund, you know, angel investing or are you connected to angel? I mean, how does that look or is it really through uh, more of you know, a good commercial uh, credit portfolio versus seed? Well, the, there's, a, there's a number of different ways. When we look at it, we look at all facets. We want to go ahead and make sure that we, we provide the best financial solutions for that client. So we'll look at anything from angel investing all the way to hard money, all the way down to uh, if we're looking at banking, um, if we're looking at strategic financing, we can go all the way down the gamut in terms of financing. Um, but ultimately, the, the way what's going to dictate that is our actual clients, um, their clients, and then there are their situations. Nice. Well, that's quite something to be a one-stop. You can do it all. Absolutely. I know that's your plan. Everything from get, getting you your, you know, your, into your first office yeah. space to uh, buying your first uh, yacht. Yeah, right. Yeah. Every time I'm yeah. bringing, up, I'm bringing the up the yachts. Every time. Yeah. yeah and we, there was a changing of the guards, I know. So, like, Sergio, what's up with that? Oh, what's up with that? It's, it's uh, like any other cool company you've, you've got to easily transition in uh, from my department to Bobby's department or my department to well not John because John's a black belt and we, we all know that and 
it's very hard to follow them. I love how footsteps. nice you guys are to each other. It's so sweet. Fall in front of the camera. Yeah, that, that, yeah. that's on the mic. Yeah. So with with twenty plus years in in financing and and going to see Jimmy and his department and what he's been doing for the latter part of a decade, we decided let's make a switch. Let's change. Now I'll be responsible for the credit repair, which we're going to call credit enrichment mm. and we're going to capitalize rich all the time and he's going to go ahead and take care of the financing department but i'm still going to stay with yachts and john just so you're aware <laughs> i know <laughs> so i wouldn't get that ride i'd be like i don't oh, care yeah. what else you do with me i'm right. staying as head of yachts stay with the yachts. I, I have to say we we are going to stay with the yachts so. <laughs> <laughs> i know i feel like that should be like a rotating schedule <laughs> no 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 uh-uh. i'm gonna no, stay no. with the yachts <laughs> no no and, and that's exactly what we we're talking about if, if yeah. i can take this department and the next six to 12 months and be able to hand it off because that's our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal is to create a legacy. Mm-hmm. So uh, as of right now, we've got JJ. So we're plugging you, JJ. So uh, John, John, John's son, he's working within our department. So he doesn't know this yet, but we're priming him. So in the next two to three years plus, we can hand this off. And I can literally, with my department, I can give him a portfolio and say, okay, here's your do's and don'ts. Here's what we've, we've calculated. Uh, based off of what John's experiences are, and then, uh, you know, DFIU. So we just pass it right through. Very nice. Is it interesting? I mean, again, I know, like, there's been a ton of changes in the last, I don't know, what, three, four months, let's say since the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that? So you're not just dealing with, you know, the, the offerings and how do you service the clients, but I imagine there's stuff going into the integration of your different businesses and different lines of business and really creating um, a culture around what you want to achieve, Right. Um, how, how's that? Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. You, you know, that concept is, there goes the black belt. He's like, oh, yeah, that's whole process. Kind of, can, I, can I have that one? <laughs> I will Love take that one. one. I heard my name in there somewhere. <laughs> um, no, you know, we, we talk about social architecture quite often, uh, at our table. Uh, when we get together, we meet every morning at eight o'clock and, uh, for an hour and a half. And then at night we go at nine o'clock and we meet again for another hour and a half oh, for about four hours. Then, oh, um, oh. depends on when they shut down. Um, it's up at Fox. It's a business meeting, though. It really is. And uh, so, you know, as we, as we go through those times, uh, our concept uh, I'm around- doing this all wrong. That's what, what I've decided. I am clearly not maximizing the time that I can do business, air quotes, funny, funny foo-foo business meetings. I don't know. Our calls yeah. are like half an hour. And I like, know. Tell me about like, And they're on the phone. things I'm like, to do, too. Yeah. It's like, okay, done. Go. Yeah. Anyway, no, no, it's, social it's, architecture. It's a good life. Uh, yeah, the social architecture. So a lot of people, when they think of business, they think of uh, culture. And if you ask someone, what's the culture of your business? Uh, you'll hear things like, oh, it's fun or it's tense or, you know, I enjoy going to work or, man, it's hard to go there. And then they'll give their reasons behind that. And uh, a lot of times culture is something that's created um, on its own and kind of comes to the table based on the individuals that are around. When you're developing a social architecture, it's a very conscious Um, and a very aware process. It's not just creating a feeling inside your organization. It's about structuring it appropriately. One thing I love that we talk about quite often is we're creating what we call a learn, teach, learn uh, social architecture. Um, I went through an exercise about about 16 years ago with uh, Steve Bennett, who was the CEO of Intuit, and then also Dr. Uh, David Belisle, who created Colors. And the concept was uh, around inquiry versus advocacy. And if you were to take a piece of paper, which we had to do, and all day long on one side you had a column that said, I'm inquiring, and on the other side you had one that said, I'm advocating my point. 
Um, and you just mark down every time you said something or you asked something. What you find is that about 90% of your day, you're advocating. Everything is me telling you something. Mm. It's what I have in my head coming out of my mouth. And the inquiry part usually is very short. And so the idea is in a learn, teach, learn environment, you have to put the mindset forward that you're going to inquire. You're going to, I think as Stephen Covey put it, uh, seek first to understand. Mm -hmm. So if you seek first to understand and you're doing inquiry, you're going to learn so much more. And as you gather that information, you're going to start making sense out of it so that when you advocate, um, your points are much more uh, honed. Um, we always talk about on the show the six-pack uh, six of business and uh, the decision-making process. And the last time we talked about it, it was the question came up, well, man, that seems kind of intricate. But once you learn to think through that model and you're using inquiry for understanding, you're, you're advocating through that model becomes very easy. Uh, you know, I think about Sergio right now, uh, what we've been going through, especially in the last week and a half, um, and, and he was talking about it, alluded to it a little bit. We're doing something called a demaic in the uh, credit world. Uh, demaic is Six Sigma for, um, uh, for a process we go through in taking a system, taking the processes inside of it and revamping them so that they are running effectively. Uh, so in define, measure, analyze, improve, mm -hmm. and control, uh, we actually get down to a point of root cause. Well, we can't do that if we're not going through that inquiry phase. So we look at voice of the customer, the CTQs, which are critical qualities, FMEAs, failure modes that effects analysis, where can things break and how do we mitigate that risk? Um, what do your processes look like and how do we make them work? How do we quit the process of circumvention and hidden factories and bottlenecks? And so there's a very intricate process to it. But we go through a learning phase. And then what Sergio is doing is we sit down like we did yesterday, which was awesome. Uh, we had a great day uh, going through uh, financial models and mm -hmm. looking at uh, how we pay employees across the board. And then Sergio takes that and he goes back out and he teaches. So there's a lot of learning that goes on. Mm -hmm. And then we go teach. And then we come back and we learn some more. Mm -hmm. You know, what went well, what didn't go well. So that learn, teach, learn environment is how we're trying to create our social architecture. And, you know, we do it through having a lot of fun. We make ourselves approachable. Uh, we also share as much as we can in advocating to our employees and to the folks that we work with in the community. But we're really a lot about learning. So we ask a lot of questions of each other and also people that we know are experts in our field. Really interesting. How, how big is your team right now? Well, there's just the five of us as partners. And then on the employee side, how many do we have now? We've got, because you've, you've added a few. Yeah, I want to say probably uh, in the next maybe five or six days, we'll have uh, upwards of 30. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, we've got a couple of clients that we're, uh, we actually have brought to the table in the last two weeks. And as long as we sign with them very soon, uh, we're looking at building out inside Vegas. Uh, we'll have um, know, probably about three, 400 out there. Great. So we've got a lot of growth that's taking place in a very short period of time. Well, that's a great model for when yeah. you're having that type of growth because it does yeah. it can get out of control really quick, and yeah. then not in the professional development suffers and oh yeah, employee engagement suffers. So the fact that you're already laying down a process that's mm. is it hard? Did you all come? So I'll ask everybody because I know I know John does. Yeah. Did you and Bobby? You can answer this. Or sorry, uh, big big raw right? The Buddha on the. Did you all come from process oriented backgrounds? I mean, has it been easy to? take these processes on and, and, and integrate them into what your, nor your normal day-to-day, -day, or has it been a little bit of a challenge, but a good one? I mean, I assume it's always good when processes start to work, but I'm just curious. I know it's a whole different, sometimes it's different coming from highly process-oriented versus not. You got that, Rob? Sure, no problem. All right. Well, see, we all basically come from the same background, so to speak, and the awesome thing about working with my partners is, 
we're all five alpha males. So, so it gets very interesting in a positive way. Um, um, Say the least. You would yes. be very surprised to hear our actual war room conversations. Um, uh, <laughs> um, it, it gets kind of heated at times, but the good thing about it is you have five alpha males that are working for that common goal of making the company the best company out there. And at the end of the day, after the meeting, after the conversation, we can lick our wounds, go get a beer, go grab some lunch, and it's like it's never happened. So all of us come from definitely a process-oriented background, Mm -hmm. but there's no followers. You have all leaders, but but open-minded leaders. So basically, we're not afraid of another person having an idea that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That's perfect. You don't always have to be right. But Mm -hmm. the good thing about it is that my partners and I, we have a good chemistry, a good process. We know when to push. We know how far to push. And we push to bring out the best in all of us. So it's a win-win-win situation five times over. So it's perfect as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think you're absolutely right, Rob. In in terms of processes, I think we've all went through our processes and learning the challenges of going through what we're going through, all the way from insurance to um, our crypto side to our business credit funding to our our credit enrichment program. So we've all understand the challenges that we have. And then I I think what ties it all together is we have John, which is our our product excellence guy. I, he he actually takes what we get and then he makes it look nice and pretty. So we're able to go ahead and learn and then go through all the, you know, the challenges and the ups and downs. And then uh, what we do is we take it to uh, John and then John will uh, revamp it and uh, make it look all pretty and deliver it uh, so that <laughs> on the customer aspect, it looks very nice and pretty. So he puts a little bow tie on it and, uh, and then so we all look good. So we go through all the bumps and bruises and then John makes us look pretty. <laughs> well, I do like a bow tie, but we're actually going to take a quick break. And I want to know a little bit more about the heated side. Oh, yeah. We'll be right back. Are you selling or buying a home that needs upgrading or repairs? Get free contracting services when you buy or sell a home with Matthew Makovic Real Estate Solutions. Put expertise to work for you. Matthew is a licensed general contractor and a licensed real estate agent with Lux Real Estate Group. Drop the hassles and maximize your value with this unique two-for-one service. Call 520-465-4640 today or check out fixitlistedsold.com. That's fixitlistedsold.com. Let's face facts. Your business is either growing or dying. Limeware Promotions wants to help your business grow. The strategy is not only to get seen, but remembered. And that's where Limeware comes in. We're here to help you come up with some fun and catchy promotional ideas so you get seen and remembered. At Limeware, we are ready to take on all your promotional needs from custom embroidery hats and screen print shirts all the way to business cards and pens. Limeware Promotions. Find us on Facebook and Instagram and let the growing begin. So pretty funny. During the break, we actually almost got heated in here. So I just wanted to know, is there always the curiosity? I love the the idea of staying curious or having that inquiry. But during those moments of, I want to show you or I, I have something to show, do you think we lose our minds or is that something that can you come back to the table 
fast enough to realize you're all in it for the same reasons. And I think, Robert, that was for you mainly. If he's okay, still there. Okay, sure. Yes. Yes, good, I'm good. still here. I can't see you. You know, <laughs> we all have the platform to where we can speak openly. We can voice our opinion about a certain topic, about a process, you know, as far as how we think things should go or a certain product or service that we should offer. And the awesome thing about it is that, again, as, as I said, we're all open-minded enough to know that we don't know everything. And we have confidence in our other partners knowing the 20 to 25 plus years experience each that we all have. So the key thing for me, and I'm sure that my partners will back me on this, is that I have no doubt that my four other partners will look after me as I will look after them. And it's 110% the best interest of the company. There's no meisms with our company, our partnership. It's, it's all about us as a group, as a team, as a family, and how we better create a process, a system of what we're trying to offer for our clients. And by default, if we do the right thing for our clients, we will take care of ourselves and everything and all of the processes will go just fine. So I'm very happy, <laughs> you know, I'm being honest that I'm not surrounded by a bunch of yes men. This is definitely not the company for that. We are all <laughs> very opinionated. <laughs> it's funny as you're saying things, you've got the everyone nods, <laughs> everyone shakes their head. Yes, we all can talk about ideas. None of us are yes men. Sorry, buddy. I've <laughs> shut it on video. <laughs> John, do you think this is a... Um, more of a male view, or do you think women can have this type of relationship? Are you asking me? Yeah. If I think women can be... Well, because I think it's, it's funny because uh, I, I yes, raised two I boys. Think, I think women can be absolutely um, project-oriented and uh, come to the table with ideas and work well But together. can they handle the heated moments yeah. without yes. holding it yes. against the other person forever? Yes. yes. No? Yes? I, no, I, yes, I yeah? can. Really? Forever. Forever? You, you've never worked with women where you've had heated, uh, heated discussions and not then? I Maybe mean, it's me. <laughs> I mean, I think that's, uh, again, what I think what you're talking about here is a uh, level of respect. It's not personal. I mean, it is, right? Of course, you're friends and you care about each other. But when you're having these kind of conversations, it's about bringing the best ideas to the table and trying to do the best for your clients and for your company. I think, yeah, I of course I think we can do that. I'm a little bit, I'm like, oh, can we edit this out? Because I'm a little bit like, oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> I think the experience no, I've had, okay, the experience I've had, I've, I've, I've raised two boys. So I've seen them fight to the point that, oh, I don't want to go to the hospital, but then become best friends right afterwards. And I don't see that happening so much in a female environment. And it's something that I, I'm not used to. And again, I haven't worked with... That many women? Yeah. Um, I think that women, I don't know that women get to that point. The difference might be that women never get to a point where they're going to come, not, not that you guys get to blows, but, um, you know, uh, metaphorically speaking, come to blows. I think women tend to have conversations differently that are just as productive and are just as uh, respectful and leadership driven. They're just, it's a different tone. Do so, you think guys cry? Do I? Well, you know what? I think men cry. I think so. Have you have your boys ever cried? 
there are boys. Did they talk about men? So in the male, like, is there any time that it gets to the point? Because I guess with women, there is that moment the emotions get a little bit. And I know I'm heating you up too. I love it. We we actually, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, we actually have a a rule that uh, if you cry, you have to leave the room. So see, and that was kind of the joke with the kids. Like it was almost like um, if you get too far, you've won. Yeah. It's, it's pushing someone to the envelope. Like, it's almost pushing them to the point, are you going to cry? Are you going to crack? Know, you know what we go for, though? And, and this is what I love about the group that I work with. Um, you know, when Goldman was writing uh, Emotional IQ, he was relating to a concept called emotional hijacking. Yeah. And when you think about emotional hijacking and triggers, if you know your triggers um, and other people know your triggers, you can stay away from those and have a good conversation. If you can manage the emotional hijacking, which is where you have an emotional response far before you have a logical response. Right. If you do that, like I was just doing, yeah, right, exactly. So you move to that logical side. Well, so, and do you want to really yeah. avoid them, or do you want to trigger them and get stronger in that process? Well, you know, the moment you see that happening, you can hold on to that moment and go, "Hold on, am I just being triggered? Is this an emotional response, or is this really the best thing for I, people in the wrong?" You room? know, I'll, I'll tell you this: we sat in the room in, in Vegas, and we talked about this, and kind of laughed about it last time. But we got into a conversation around um, daily compounded interest, and everybody here remembers that conversation. And I can it, someone cry. Yeah. Right away, I no, can no. see why that heated everybody I know, up. Right? There's like, nothing Sergio like daily compounded interest. It just makes me crazy. Oh, it does. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have very, very definite opinions about you daily compounded see, interest. You can still see the emotion in us from this conversation. That Big Rob's right now you know, probably throwing punches in the air. Oh. Um, yeah, but you know what? The, the whole idea is that we don't allow ourselves to get emotionally hijacked, and we don't try to emotionally hijack each other. Yeah. We try to watch for the triggers and we try to go for what's right, not who's right. So it's not about my name is such and such and therefore I'm right. It's about what is the real point. And I mean, we argued for two, two and a half hours. I told you guys last time we ended up building a model inside Excel and we came down to the point where one of us was right and everybody just said, you know what, you're right. And we all went to bed and moved on. Um, But it was more about staying away from that emotional hijacking, even if we get kind of heated and getting to the point of what's right, not who's right, because we have a fiduciary responsibility to our company. And I think that's the key. I think it's not so much about male or female, although I do think conversations are different. I think it's that keeping that idea in mind that it's not being right. It's not winning and losing, especially right. when you're having those conversations. It's very much about, um, yeah. you know, it's how do we, right, what, what's right. right. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, so I think, yeah, I think everybody can have those types of conversations. I think certainly sometimes emotions get in the way and that's pretty natural and i think you know men maybe show that in anger women show it in in i don't know i, I know lots of women who get mad not cry but um or get mad and cry so but yeah i think it's I well, think, a good release i think yeah. um i think those are great conversations to have i think that's the way you come at it right when you talk about it that way um so i do want to come back to um you guys are just starting i this is totally i'm totally taking us jersey on this you're starting a podcast i hear we are starting the we podcast. are and are now bobby are you going to be you're kind of the we're going to take uh we're the gonna, driver behind that uh, we're going to drive it but I, I definitely got some great co-pilots here so i i, I got uh you know every the team that's going to be around us with elisa i think it's just going to be incredibly awesome so so this actually started because John wasn't satisfied with a 30-second commercial. <laughs> I'm just going to throw him in there. All right. He thanks, like, Elisa. This is yeah. enough. I was like, how do I and get... You know, it's, I was not giving up on How do I get 120 awesome. of these? Because if you listen to the end, you'll hear the newest commercial yeah. that yeah. John just created. So that's going to be at the end of this episode. I like so you how want John's to creative and outlet. Was it 30 seconds? No. Nope. We went over. <laughs> That's good. That's all right. I like the creative outlet over here. That he this is his, he's found his little uh, 
how do I how do how do I put my art out into the world and it's writing yeah. commercials? Well, and it's funny because it's the first time I sent him the task of you know here's your your thirty seconds and you know write it up. I was amazed at what came back. It was so crisp. It was so clear. Production loved it. And this last one, production's like, he nailed it. And it's the completion of the story of Susanna. Oh, thank goodness. Because I was wondering. <laughs> I was like, where not, is this going to go? We're not taking her on, but you'll know where she's going. To, you know. <laughs> well, and so, there's going to have to be more because they're still sponsors of the show. So, so we're looking like forward be, to what's going to happen next. I know. Now I'm like, oh, now it needs to be a series. Susanna needs to be like... A yeah. character. Yeah. I like it. That's funny. So what's the podcast? What so besides the fact that you get a couple more commercials, what are you hoping <laughs> to achieve? <laughs> no, that was the whole reason. Was, <laughs> All for the commercials. You know, I for us I think we talk about the podcast and we get so excited about this because we think in terms of uh, the fact that we all kind of like attention um, and, and not in a negative way, obviously, but we like to be out in the community because we we trust ourselves. And we think that the more that we can get out into the community um, and get our names known and get individuals seeing us and, and we can have, you know, our own little personal celebrity factor where people uh, want to approach us and they want to talk to us. We get the chance to help people. Yeah. You know, we talk big all the time about uh, all the work we're doing and the cryptos and the loans and how much, you know, we're going to make this year and blah, blah, blah. The, the reality is we still have that core value among all five of us, which is we want to take people that are messed up in a system that are broken and can't find their way out. And we want to help them. And if we can get out there and promote ourselves and people become in tune with us and, and they like us and they enjoy wanting to be around us and they listen to us, then we get their ear. So we win the heart, we win the market. And mm -hmm. that's what we're looking for. We want to help people. Yeah. Well, yep. you definitely have a good yep. vibe. We're definitely, um, everything that John said, you know, we're, we're here to change lives and impact businesses, um, mm -hmm. you know, and just really honestly take it to the next level. So the, one of the things that we've always talked about is how many people can we help this year? So how many businesses can we help? How many people can we impact in a positive way? Um, how many, what can we do to take it to the next level? So either, you know, giving us a platform like, you know, Next Level Air Podcast or any type of platform, therefore, we, 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 we just want the opportunity to impact people in a positive way. So That's amazing. It like, really is. It's like, a good vibe. We've got it down to a science now where yesterday we actually, in uh, Sergio's world, uh, we put it down to where this year alone he will impact 6,000 customers positively. We have the number. I wow. mean, we know it's a little over 6,000, but we know exactly how many people we're going to draw in through his world. Um, and, you know, we've, we've yeah. done it through mathematical means. But 5,000 of those are just because of the hat and the three-piece suit. Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know. I'm gonna, I want to ask about ride, ser ride sure. services. But I want to know, so both of you are here dressed to the nines, vests and hats. Is now, so now do you guys try to kind of compete against each other and step it up? Or How do you did step you, it up from a three-piece and a hat? Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Tuxedo. Oh, yeah. No, no, I actually just mean, you know, the hats get flyer. Oh, yeah. I mean, we go back and say, okay, well, uh, you've only got four hats. Well, I've got seven. <laughs> and he comes back, well, I've got 12. Now i got to go back and buy more. So, yeah. Absolutely. Did you both dress like this before you knew each other? I mean, is this a look that you, uh, this wasn't a, a, a one of you uh, imitation being the sincerest form of flattery? We were wearing diapers. We were wearing diapers probably to this before. So <laughs> you were like have, in a vest and now, if they pampers. Had, yeah, if they had pampers and a vest, and I think that we would have competed on that level way back when, but they did not have that. I love it. I love it. It's a good look. <laughs> so, Sergio, I hear ride services. Tell us a little bit about what that looks like. I, that's new to me. Oh, ride services. Yes, it's part of the uh, portion that I'll be taking over uh, that Jimmy had. And uh, we're not competing against 
you know, the big guys. We're actually just going to throw it out to the marketplace and say, hey, we're still helping more people, not just with the credit enrichment or the businesses. We're saying, hey, come work with us. Uh, we have a, um, a laundry list of, of different individuals that we're going to be hopefully working with, um, and we're going to have vehicles that they can come into. And eventually, we'll teach them uh, exactly how to, the, the right service works, mm -hmm. and then they'll have their own fleet of vehicles wow. in, you know, in, in no time at all. Yeah, if you're a master affiliate, that's one of the cool things. And you're in another city, we'll, we'll actually deliver the depreciable assets to you and allow you to manage that. We have proprietary software um, that rivals the Uber and the Lyft world. Uh, we can do it at a local level. Uh, it's, hmm. been, it's a proven software that's been around for a long time. Our company out of uh, Seattle actually developed it. And um, so we'll actually be able to deliver to master affiliates, not at the line level affiliate, but the master affiliates. Right. Um, they can have their own uh, car system. Um, and we've been asked already twice now to uh, come down one time in Miami and build out a 30-car fleet down there. Nice. Um, so, you know, it's, it's pretty exciting. We've got the model, and, and we think the master affiliation, that's probably going to be a good place to use it. Yeah. Yeah, I found that really interesting. I like that you guys are doing not only are you helping people who have their own business concepts and, and all of that, but I like the idea that some of your lines of business, you're actually trying to create entrepreneurs and infrastructure for them and, and, and ways for them to build their businesses within your, within your foundation. It's very cool. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what do you got over there, Elisa? Personal credit. <laughs> okay, good. Not a, not a trigger for me. Go ahead. Actually, not, a, not a trigger? It is, but in a, whole, in a totally different way. <laughs> Jen, oh. Jen, this will make you cry. Just saying. <laughs> I do. Oh. I do See, cry. That's a trigger. You know what? I'll tell you. I, a couple times in my life, I've been really angry where I've had to step away and I, I'll go cry. But and I then come, you feel I, so much better. I feel so much. I come oh back God, in super so clear-minded. And it's like Nothing like a good cry. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not ashamed of it. I, I got, I got I got tear ducts, but uh, but be. credit. My credit has at times made me cry. It's true. That's mm -hmm. so. Uh, so go ahead. What's your question? Let's see if it's going to help me out. So this personal credit enrichment. I think this one's for Bobby. Tell us more about that piece of it and corporate credit. How does that all piece together? And should you be building both of them at the same time or focus on one? Sergio, I guess, is going to be taking this. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, you can't have one without the other. A what if you of, don't have a business? We'll start you one. We'll help you out with one. Um, for a measly $99, we can do it yourself. And we just it goes through several different uh, modules that say, this is what you do, this is how you do it, this is your game plan, if you will, to get to the next level of starting your own business. But also by doing that, a lot of people think that uh, it just money just appears. It doesn't do that. You have to have your personal credit in, in play. You have to be right on all aspects of your business as well as your personal credit. So uh, we always think to say this is a one-for-one. One. If somebody wants a million dollars, you better have a million dollars in collateral. Nobody's just going to say, oh, yeah, here you go. Here's a million dollars. So join that responsibility, <laughs> which Robert was talking about earlier in the show. Like, mm -hmm. if you're responsible with money, why not give you more at that point? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, But you want to grow both, your business credit and your personal credit at the same time, or is there a portion... Like, do you want to look forward to having one bigger than the other, or does it matter? It, it depends on, in, in my personal opinion, it's, it's everything. Both have to be equally aligned. Personally, you, you're, you want to get everything out of your personal FICO and, your, and, and anything having to do in your name when you have a business anyways. And that's why you build a corporate business credit, because everything starts going into the company. 
uh, assets and and your your returns and everything else, your tax returns. So you want to be able to separate the two. So and again, the majority of white people get into businesses because if a business fails and you have everything as a sole proprietor, uh, then you fail completely. It's a hundred percent on on you. But on the business itself, the business fails and you're still whole over here on the other side. Hmm. So doing both at the same time. So it's interesting. I was talking to some new entrepreneurs like the millennials and they were talking about having a two year plan and then sell the business, which I think as you know, the older you are, you don't really have that mindset walking into the business, but they had it from the get go. And of course they, they've actually sold their own business that they started on YouTube, made a ton of money there. They're doing the next thing and they want to sell it in two years. And I was just amazed at how they're seeing the world versus this older, I'm going to keep my business forever. I'm going to grow it. My grandkids are going to work in it. How do you feel about the difference in that? And is there still the capacity of growing that to the evaluation that they really want? So I'm going to throw a movie out here, and it's Pretty Woman. Do you remember what Richard Gere did in that movie? I, I remember a lot of things that Richard <laughs> okay. Gere did in that movie. I'm not sure if we're talking about the same thing. So he would... Buy. I'm going to go with no. <laughs> You're not talking about the same thing. Oh so he, he would buy businesses, whether they were oh, filling I'm in. I'm glad or, you said businesses. Yes. And then he would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then would sell them. So when you think about Pretty Woman back in the, what, 80s, I want to say, now technology is so advanced 20 some odd years that yes, the, their ability to buy a business and then sell it off in two years based off of the technologically advanced infrastructures that you have. All day long. These guys, the people that are thinking and have that mindset, those are next level guys. And do you want to sell the whole thing or do you want to stay within the company? Like if it's profitable, is it, I mean, and is this something that you talk with your clients? Like, is this something that you actually consult them in the way of maybe you want to keep mm -hmm. some shares? Maybe you want to stay as a consultant. Maybe you don't want to sell the complete thing. It depends on what their end game is. Maybe they, that's their passion is building and then selling and then that's it. Or maybe they say, oh yeah, I can. Uh, have a half of the shares, but they don't want to, that, that responsibility because if, once you have those shares and then you come back and say, okay, now I've got to be responsible for the day-to-day -day or whatever, uh, whatever uh, you know, they decide. So it really just depends on them. Hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I like it. I mean, I think it's great to have a, I think you have all types. I, I think the millennial, are, and I don't know if it's a millennial, but I think there are some um, serial entrepreneurs who that's what they believe they should be doing is starting companies and sell, you know, selling them and going and doing what they're good at. And so I think that's good for the ecosystem versus entrepreneurs or founders who aren't that great at growing businesses. So they stall. So, but I think all, I think, you know, I think that's how the companies are, you know, the economy is always run is oh. businesses and entrepreneurs that's how we grow bottom line is they have a plan so they have they have a plan they have an end game so yeah. that that's the most important thing to know when you're going into any yeah. type of business is know what your plan is know what your end game is yeah. and then know what your exit strategies are yeah i think that's probably i bet you what 70 percent of companies don't do that they don't have a plan they come up they have a good idea they come up with an okay process they're okay to bootstrap it and wing it for three to five years and at that five-year mark when they're trying to take it there's because there's no plan there, they flounder a little bit. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, I can see where the planning, of course. But again, I'm not a planner. I'm not a process person. So I'm like, yeah, I need somebody who's like, yeah, you want to write this down <laughs> and then follow it. 
Um, so the fun thing about the, co I always think fun thing, and I saw that you guys wanted to talk about your tagline. That's, you know, never mind, uh -huh, never mind yeah. all the business process. Yeah. What's Wait, the before, marketing? Before we get into that oh. piece, I think it'd be a perfect opportunity for everyone to listen to the commercial. Oh. And then maybe we can highlight some of the pieces. Is that okay? That's okay with me. A little surprise right there. All right, hold on Absolutely. one second. <laughs> Mixing things up. Grab the rock to your right. You're almost there. <sighs> Peter, Susan, been waiting on the next level for you. Huh? What took you so long? Oh, hi. Oh, you again. It's time to take this life of yours to the next level. Join me for the brand new Next Level Air podcast, coming this Friday, April 5th, right here at 4 p.m. The five gents from Next Level are doing what they do best, leveling up. Here, Susan, let me give you a hand. Oh, my. Hey, what about me? Okay, Susanna, it's time to take this to the next level. So let's level up. Pete, see you on the other side. I'm so ready for the next level. Next Level Air podcast. Coming this Friday, April 5th at 4 p.m. Join the five gents and lover of all things marketing, Elisa Lane, on the next level. Uh, I like the jet sounds. How about Pete? I feel bad for Pete. Uh, oh, Susanna's a tart. <laughs> Susanna's a tart. <laughs> well, well, he I, created I think, her. I think, so. I think voice man's a little bit of a homewrecker. Yeah. Really? I don't know. I think she was already on the get-go out. Sure, let's blame the woman. <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I am very much looking forward to the third installment, oh, though. When good I commercials think Pete, go bad. I think, <laughs> I think Pete's going to win in the end. You think so? I think he's going to level up. Ooh. Oh, I guess we'll that have to see. That might be interesting. We'll yeah. have to see. Stay tuned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Next level for Pete. Maybe he'll get a business going. <laughs> Leverage it. <laughs> yeah. We're going to bring Pete in and, and help him get his life back together. That's, that's nice. We'll that's yeah. very nice. Uh, <laughs> so your question, your question around the marketing. and Yeah, just, I mean, because I think it's something you guys clearly have a passion for. I mean, you enjoy um, putting it out there. And to your point, part of it's education, right, and creating a, a brand. But, um, you know, getting good information out there. So has it been fun doing that this piece of it, the ads and figuring out how you're going to brand? and. Yeah, it, it is. You know, I, um, again, I've got this creative side, so I really enjoy uh, sitting down and putting these ideas out there that are kind of goofy. And, and, you know, I think if we all look at Geico, for instance, I mean, they've captured for years the funniness uh, that doesn't really relate to what they do. You know, mm -hmm. it's just it makes you think and remember. Um, and, and we'll use all of our other channels for bringing the seriousness to the business. But, you know, when you when you hear about us, I wanted to bring kind of our, our beliefs, our culture, our feelings into it and being funny and kind of goofy and a little on the edgy side when it comes to the relationships and, you know, the people things. Um, that was kind of the idea, you know, yeah. just make it a little edgy because we're all kind of like that. Um, you know, on the other side, we, we are delving into some serious marketing strategies this year. Yeah. Um, not only uh, all of our social media platforms, but uh, a lot of the work that we're doing uh, in developing our funneling systems and developing mm -hmm. our interactive processes online. Uh, some of it very, very high tech. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, we'll get people's attention and bring them in. But as far as this type of medium, we just like to put ourselves out there and enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Have some fun with it. Mm -hmm. So do you think you'll have people calling into the show? Maybe some oh, examples of clients that have actually seen the success already or maybe some people from the affiliate program that we can actually learn from? Yeah, absolutely. I think we, that would uh, be fun. We've all sat around and talked about that. It's not just who can we have in the studio, but, you know, how can we show the impact that we're having? Because it's one thing to keep talking about our business, but pretty soon everybody's going to know, and, and that's good. But we want to get people in here that have actually had uh, a change, and they've gone through it. I mean, we see it every day. 
Uh, we get reports back. We had one young lady over the weekend. Um, she came in and, and she started her credit that was at about a 560. And um, in the 60-day time frame, she ended at about 770. That's and, awesome. and we see that all day long. And we want those people to come in and tell their story because it's life-changing. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. she has kids. She's a single mom. Uh, she didn't think she had a path, and now she does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those stories are the ones that we live on. Yeah. I, I mean, all jokes too. aside, 6,000 people that you're going to impact, that's phenomenal. I mean, that's, that's just it's through, hard that's not just to through his feel, credit side. Mm-hmm. feel happy about that. And yeah, and, and we, actually, we actually think that it's more than that, and there's a reason behind it. Those are the ones that we're just directly targeting through there. Mm-hmm. We're actually going after these corporations. Uh, we now have signed on two more in the last week. We've got about six total um, and we're looking just from those corporations, about 1,000 to 1,200 uh, leads that come through on a monthly basis from those. So now you're talking another 12 to 15,000 just right there. Mm-hmm. So that's just the work that Sergio is doing, not to mention the other channels that we have coming alive. Mm-hmm. So coming this Friday is the first Next Level Air podcast at 4 mm-hmm. o'clock. So it's the happy hour before happy hours. Mm-hmm. You like that? I do. Very, very nice. It's a marketing guru that uh, came up with that, I'm guessing. I don't know who did it. A lover of all things a marketing. A lover of all things marketing. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So what will be coming up for the first show, Bobby? What do you think it's going to happen? Are you going to bring the motorcycle? What about, and well, about Big Rob? And Big the sidecar. There's no sidecar. Damn. So there's no sidecar, but if the motorcycle will fit and we can get it in the elevator. I think it does. I, I, you know what? I think that we can do that. That'd be kind of cool. What do you think? Robin's got, yeah, thumbs up so from we, Robin. We got thumbs up. Robin's the one that has to get the permission. So we got permission. I'm not talking to Dave. Is, <laughs> she can get us past security and all that fun stuff. See what I mean? Furniture. That's so is why Big Rob going to be here for the Friday? The- Rob, you coming down for happy hour? You, you know what? I'm definitely going to try to be there. No um, way. I, I have a that is already pre-planned, but I'm definitely trying to move that around. So I can be at the first podcast. Just bring definitely. your bring your plans with you, wherever it is. There just you bring them. <laughs> you, you know what? I think we just solved the problem of what we're doing. So we're actually having Rob come down and be on the show, and we're going to have a motorcycle, and then of course you. That's and a show. That, that, that's that, a show. That's a show. <laughs> Drop that's the mic. We may have to have video on that one. Well, guys, <laughs> Friday it is four o'clock. Stay tuned. We'll actually be sharing it on social media, and we look forward to. Everything that's coming up next yeah, level. Next See level. See you guys Thanks, on Friday. Guys. Great we having you. Thanks. Bye. Have a great week.